everybody and welcome back to the Weekly Stoke Vlog Edition. I'm super excited to shake things up a little bit and bring you all to the hill. So I'm gonna continue my interview series and just this time add a couple more visuals. So today I'm super excited to have our guest Kirk Dwyer, the SSCV Executive and Program Director here. And I'm really excited to be here at Vail Mountain to go through course setting with him. So Kirk has a really great knowledge on how to set a good course, how to range in difficulty in your training days, and will talk to us a little bit about what the different combinations are, how to set good distance, and make sure that you guys all know what's going on every day when people are racing and your kids are skiing all those red and blue turns. So I'm super excited to take you to the hill and we'll get ready to get talking to Kirk and learn some things about course setting. So hello Kirk, it's so nice to have you on the Weekly Stoke today and I'm honored to be able to take your time to talk about something so important as is course setting. And so my first question for you is do you normally have a plan before you get on the hill? Do you s decide what you want your course to look like, the difficulty and the idea that you want your athletes to work on or do you get up there and put the gates in the snow and set them on a whim? Well Parker, I think you know the answer as I'm coaching you and I've coached you in the past. I always try to have a plan and a progression um, for what we're going to set and why we're training what we're training. And so today, what is the plan? Well, today we have race prep because we have a slalom race tomorrow. So one of the other coaches will set what we're training on the race hill, which is watered. Okay, and so then when you have a watered slope, do you like to stay on the watered slope for every day of training, or do you try and move it so that the athletes get different, softer, or harder snow in their training progression? Well, I think you want to train exactly on the slope you're going to be, um, the conditions you're going to be racing on, if you can, the day before, the a couple of days before, but in general, watered hills are positive. You have to ski better. Um, you can't have as much weight on two skis, but when you train on watered snow, there's more vibration and kind of, um, it's, it's more challenging to the knee, the back. And so when you're trying to get a lot of volume, it's probably better not to be training on hard snow all the time. And I, I think that's an important consideration for coaches. And so you've mentioned volume. How do you manage the volume of an athlete when you're working on their training progression? Do you want to ski tons of runs all the time or are you trying to taper now that we're going to races? What is your normal plan? Again, another question that you're aware of the answer, but in general, my opinion is the top skiers have skied, in general, they ski more and they've skied the highest volume. In the amount of volume that a top skier skis when they're relatively young is very high and I think that's the biggest delta between those who emerge and those that don't but the key point is you can ski high volume and have low incidence of injury and that's all through regulating the load or the volume so you have to have high days and low days um, the days of rest or the sleep at night, that's where you make the gains from the training. And so if you're just consistent training the same level, you stagnate. And so in general, we would have periods of, of trying to steadily progress the volume. And out here in Colorado with the elevation, like our base elevation, here's 8,200 feet and up at the top of the training venue, it's 10,000 the elevation means you have to progress in. So say you have three day training blocks, 
you might progressively have the middle day um, go from 10 days, uh, 10 runs to 12 runs to 14 to 16. But then the day before the day off would be significantly less and it's really important to have those days off are important. So as we're going to go and head up onto the hill and set a slalom course today, a big question that a lot of people ask is difficulty. Um, I know from experience that you prefer to set very difficult courses with offset and a lot of tight turn direction. So why do you do that? Is that something that you think will help the athletes even if it may frustrate them or is this a different type of method? Well, I think there's two main factors. One's the degree of difficulty or challenge and it needs to be appropriate challenge. And the second is the amount of time per turn, which a lot of people don't pay attention to, but that's critical. And in general, I think you want to challenge athletes and by setting easy courses all the time, you can feel good, but you're going to struggle if you get on really hard snow or you get um, on courses with greater challenge. And you brought up earlier training on hard snow versus, you know, easier snow, I would say, not soft snow, but more packed snow. And I would say that if you set more difficult courses on on a surface that's pretty nice, not watered, you actually can prepare someone for a watered course. And so um, we often train more challenging courses. And I know a coach told me the other day that they asked Michaela about the challenge of skiing some really tourney courses on the World Cup and she said well have you seen the courses we used to train with Kirk and so I think you want appropriate challenge but when you have challenging core sets I always try to reset later in the session and have an easier course so you have a good you finish with a good feeling rather than a bad feeling so the other part is the time per gate and in general at the World Cup it's about 1.5 seconds per GSK, 1.4 to 1.5. And in slalom, it used to be 0.85 seconds per turn. Now, I just looked at Flacow, and for the women, it was uh, about 0.8 seconds per turn. A lot of times, people set slalom, they set very easy with a lot of distance, and it's over a second per turn. I looked at a, just a random fist race, the results, and the average time per gate was a second per turn. So are they running slalom or are they running GS? And um, also, as you go to younger kids, if you're the fist athletes are on 30 meter skis and they tend to train 25 to 28 meter courses. So if you're on a 25 meter ski um, for say a U16, you know the appropriate course would be about 21 meters. And a, U14 is on a 17 meter ski, it'd be 14. And the range, say you have fist athletes training 22 to 28 meters, which is what we would do. A U16, you would train 18 to 23. And a U14 or younger on 17 meter skis, 13 to 16. Most people don't train that. And you can teach poor tactics by skiing on courses with too great a distance for the radius of the ski. When you have tighter courses, you actually have to get more edge angle, you have to move more dynamic, and tactics are more important. And for slalom, a lot of people set maximum um, distance verticals. I tend to set four to four and a half a lot because I just think it teaches you 
how to ski combinations. And in general, we spend quite a bit of time training at a pace faster than what you're going to race. And ultimately, you want adaptability and you want to ski everything. Although I have to admit that I cringe at ever setting 12 to 13 meters in slalom or 28 meters in GS. I just think it's too, too easy. Well, Kirk, I'm super excited to get on the hill with you and analyze the course set that we're going to set today and see and talk through some of more of the basics of actually setting the course. But this information is super helpful, and I know our SYNC community is going to be grateful to learn from one of the greats. So thank you. You're welcome. So we're now on the hill, and we're going to get a little insight from Kirk on how to actually set a course. Kirk, when you set, how do you measure your distance? I measure with my skis. How do you do that? Uh, my skis are 162 centimeters, so I just multiply. If I want to set nine meters, then I'd set five and a half. If I want to set eight, I'd set five. If I want to set ten, I'd set six. I just know what it is. All right, so what are you planning on setting today? I'm setting what I consider medium, which is 10 meters, but I like going a little tighter. I like going tighter in combos because um, it teaches you to ski them well. If you set them really open, you can ski really sloppy. Perfect. A lot of people use tape measures, but it takes longer. Understandable. One important thing, two important things. In Austria, the first two things they learn, set the gates in straight, not crooked, and how to throw gates, catch. Perfect. Well, it could be a little smoother. So I had coaches I coached with with years. One of them was Steve Burlack, and we would be setting together. I could just put my hand out, or he could put his hand out. We knew the pole would go right in our hand. He could set faster. Nice step. So Kirk, as you're putting in this next gate, why is it so important to set gates so straight up? Good question, Parker. So if you set gates crooked, if they're leaning in away from the skier, you need to reach. And so it'll teach sloppy uh, blocking. Or if it's leaning out towards you, it's really easy to block. Perfect. Look at that straight gate. Another thing, I said one set gate pretty straight. Steph, what happens if the gate's leaning uphill when you're skiing the course? Uh, you skewer yourself. <laughs> so it's important not to lean the poles up. A lot of people make that mistake. Kirk, what are you setting right now? Perfect. And can you explain what a hairpin is, how you set hairpin it, and what the distance? It's a vertical combination of two gates. So it's vertical, one on top of the other, separated by at least 0.75 meters. And the distance in a vertical is four to six meters. 
between poles. Okay. So, Kirk, are you keeping your distance consistent through this set, or are you switching it as you go I'm along? I'm on the steeps, but I tend to change the distance on flats. Okay, so where are we right now? Still? Still 10. As we're coming into our delay, will you explain what a delay is, how you set your distance, and how you angle it? How I angle it. A delay is a bigger turn. So it's an open gate followed by a closed gate that you go through. And you can have up to 12 to 15 meters of distance between turning gates. So it's a bigger turn when you need to move across the hill, or you just want variety. Perfect. <coughs> or, sometimes after delay I change the distance. Is that what you're about to do? Correct. If you look at a lot of World Cup courses, um, a lot of vertical combinations are offset which means the double in the middle becomes a turn. So you can use it to control speed or it's variety. So are you setting a little offset now? That hairpin, if you look up the hill, it's offset somewhat. subtle offset than a radical Okay. So Kirk, when you set a course, when a bunch of athletes aren't able to ski it, or you set a course in a race and kids aren't finishing, do you think that that is a bad course on your part, or it's just the athletes aren't skiing up to the level that you've set? I think it depends on what the best ski, what's happening with the best skiers, the fastest skiers. Have you ever set a course you don't like? Yes. Okay. Did you reset it or did you just go with it? Well, if it's a race course, you can't reset it. Any course is a good course okay. for training. So Kirk, so far we've had a bunch of hairpins, an offset hairpin, a delay. Now are you setting a flush? Correct. And so can you explain what a flush is? A flush is um, three to four vertical gates. And four vertical gates 
is called a royal flush. For what reason, I don't know. Maybe it's four of a kind. <laughs> and what is the distance that you'd be setting in this fish? What I'm just setting is high fours. Okay. All right, Kirk, well, it looks like the course is now complete. What do you think of your final set? Just pretty easy. Two sections because they have a race tomorrow, so we don't want their legs to be tired but enough turn that they have to make legitimate turns some work. Awesome, well thank you so much for your time today, Kirk. I think it is gonna be super beneficial for our sync community to hear from a legend like you on how to set a course. <laughs>